I'm, I'm still t- still tailoring my my mic technique. Yeah. Well, I feel I was like too, I was too hot last time. You, you, you weren't. No, you weren't hot. You sounded great. Uh, it, it was me. I was I was trying to ease back off of it to you know let your warmth come through. <laughs> you, know, you were concerned about that. I was. I was. So. So I needed to do what I was doing before, but and uh-huh. you need to do what you did last Devil. show. Last show. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. hi. Hi. Hey, is this a show? Show. Should we start? And show. Ready, steady, show. Show. That wasn't in sync. We got it. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, it's episode 49. Happy 49. Happy 49. Everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one more than last time. Where should we begin? Uh, real, real follow-up. I don't know. I feel like we got a lot to talk about. Okay. <clears throat> I, I thought... Uh, hmm. You having a good week? What is this? What day is this? Doesn't Not really. You know, it's midweek. I'm in a crappy rental car. Right. We'll get to um, that. Hmm. Did I put the, yeah I put that in my notes I think yeah we'll get to that we'll get there I had a I had a formal observation in my classroom today formal formal meaning it's the one that is scheduled ahead of time and you fill out a pre observation form and have a pre observation conference and Whoa. they observe an entire class period that's a lot of hoops and then there's a post observation conference tomorrow okay so how do you think you did he'll, he'll, my evaluator will tell me. Uh-huh. How he thinks I did. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it went okay. I I was doing a lab, and I prepared him for the fact that it was an inquiry lab, meaning that I'm not telling the kids how to do it. Ooh. I gave the kids a, a problem to solve, and they have to figure it out. Okay. And so, and he he was a former science educator as well, my evaluator. So this is a good thing because in the past, this hasn't happened to me, but I've had colleagues who had evaluators who just did not understand what they do. Oh, no. You know? Like, I had one who was, um, she was a former, we called her the typist, but she was a former, like, you know, business skills teacher or something, so I just figured she'd teach typing, or taught typing, and she was evaluating a physics teacher. She had no idea what she was seeing. Oh, okay. And kept dinging the, uh, dinging the teacher on, on content knowledge and, um, higher order questions, which she had no ability to understand. <laughs> it, it made no sense. But the, the guy who evaluated me, he's, uh, I think he was a chemistry guy, but he still gets, yeah, you know, obviously he gets science and he, he gets the inquiry style of, uh, okay. of, uh, project. Uh, so, so what I said is it's going to be guided inquiry, meaning I'm not going to tell them how to do and they're going to struggle. And that's part of the process. They're supposed to struggle. He was like, awesome. He was down with that. And, um, all right. no, are you are okay. you off the reservation with this with this uh, the inquiry thing? The inquiry thing? No, or is this, this is part like, of the curriculum. No, this is best practices uh, these days. I, I mean, it was it was like the hip new thing eight years ago. Okay, you know, it's not so. That seems like a good lag time for a hip a hip new thing to be put into production. Yeah. Well, in fact, in fact, some of the quote unquote experts from our district who are are really good and do presentations about this inquiry style instruction. Uh, now they're getting invitations to talk to science educators at USF and UCF, and because the college, the you know the post secondary world is, is wants to bring in some of these things that we've been doing for a while. Wow, cool! It is cool uh, because the inquiry, the inquiry stuff, uh, it really works. You can't beat it for, in terms of engagement 
um, it doesn't always uh, it doesn't always result in the results you want. Yeah, uh, and it can and it can look really chaotic, you know, which is a big departure from the old, you know, sit down, shut up, watch my PowerPoint style of instruction. What if I heard that called the banker banker's model, investment model of teaching? What is it? I don't know. What are the words I'm looking for? I'm not sure, but I've heard it called death by PowerPoint. Mm. Yeah. I've definitely... It's also called college. ...experienced that. No, it's like something about money hmm. and like you... What was it money? Ah, I'm losing it. Sorry, uh-huh. everybody. Uh-huh. It's basically the teacher has the money and he's trying to invest it in the students' heads. It's uh, trickle, it transactionally. Trickle down. Trickle down. <laughs> trickle down education. Supply side. Supply side education, voodoo education. Forget cut all that out. Reaganomication. <laughs> Reaganomicon. <laughs> anyway, I think I just invented a conference. Um, we should have that conference. No, no, I wouldn't go to that conference. You wouldn't go to that conference. Reaganomicon. There'd be people in great costumes at that conference. I think. How many ways All are there to dress up as Reagan? Comic, well, there's comic book Reagan. Is he a super variation? I mean, apart from Reaganomicon. Think about it. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not going to promise to think about it, but I might have a nightmare that I can't control about it. I, I uh, so anyway, I think that went okay. That was my cool. that was my day to day. I'm going to celebrate that small success by um, you know drinking most of a bottle of wine tonight and watching Top Chef. Top Chef. I'm excited about that. So anyway, on to the real follow up. Real follow up. We got a, a nice email from Mr. Pieces. Yes, I finally gave him the notice that he has requested mm-hmm. and frankly deserves mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of of when we're going to be recording next. I think prob- part of the problem, I suspect, I don't want to you know dogpile. I know you know this is a problem, but uh, he's probably waiting for notifications from his podcasting app on his his I- <laughs> oh. iOS device to, oh, to oh. tell him when to listen to the show. Okay, you're gonna go. You're gonna go with this. Yes. Okay. Well, um, I think there've been issues there. Okay. I suppose this is real follow-up. Yes. Uh, Jody has messed up the feed again for the iOS listeners, and he's very sorry. And it works fine on Android. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Once again, I'm on Android, and so I see it work fine, and so Mm. I don't think anything of it. Gotta grab your partner's phone to make sure. Well, she's got an Android phone now. Oh, God. Yeah. You don't have any iOS devices at all? I have an ancient uh, iPod Touch. That should work. Which I pulled back up. Mm-hmm. Downcast on iOS, good app. Buy it. Downcast. Uh, Downcast. That's my iOS. They're not sponsoring though. That's, Chan- they're they're not a sponsor. Uh, that's my iOS. Um, yeah, podcast app. Which you know the feed was a mess. They're all out of order and yeah. <laughs> uh, so iOS people, I'm sorry. Uh, misplaced comma mm-hmm. on my part. And I'm pretty sure it was the same comma I misplaced last time. I screwed up the feed. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I need to write a unit test to check for this before the feed update goes out. I will get right on that. Yeah. Yeah. When I write a unit test, it's like, you know, assessing how much the class knows about Newton's laws or something. Mm-hmm. That's a different mm-hmm. thing. No, well, it's no. it's almost the same. Okay. If you replace... Class. Class with computer. Okay. That's kind of what I do all day. Huh. I teach computers how to do things. Huh. And then yeah. assess how well they're doing? Uh, kind of. 
Okay. Usually the other people who depend on the results of mm. me teaching the computer how to do stuff, they tell me how I'm doing. You don't you don't have any way of, of any formative assessments along the way? That's what the unit tests are for. Okay. Right? That's what well, the that's unit what tests are for. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, well, that makes sense. You know, that's a, a, a metaphor I can work with. And, you know, when you when you hear back from the user that says, hey, um, these checks that you're that your code is in charge of are wrong. We're mm-hmm. about to send out money that's not supposed to go out. Your ego is writing checks. Your body can't cash. My code is writing checks that the grant can't cash. Yes. That Sometimes. Sense. That happens. Mm-hmm. You know. So then you got to go back and write more more tests. It's all about testing. Hmm. Yeah. They say there's too much gotta testing s- these days. Got to stay agile. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Watch your bits agile. Agile, oh agile man! So, yeah, um, Mr. Pieces got back at us with some feedback on episode forty-eight, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and most of his. Well, he said I should be logging my runs on Facebook, or they don't count. That's that's probably true. Um, he does he said, log his runs on Facebook? Do you see his? Do you, you see know, his Facebook? I don't runs? feel like I see his Facebook runs. Huh. See when he posts things about like sports ball or whatever. He also made a sports ball reference in here. I don't even know. Yeah. I, I don't even know what's happening there. Okay, I I'm guessing that's who Luis Suarez is. Oh, I did get that. Um, yeah, he was he was talking about how I bit my phone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Luis Suarez was the the uh, Argentinian player who oh, bit a couple guys. Yeah. Well, he bit one guy during the World Cup, but he had bitten two players previously yeah. in European soccer play. Yeah, he was totally bitey. Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were <laughs> lots of good... Do you remember all the hilarious uh, Luis Suarez memes at the time? I didn't see those memes. I saw the memes for the coach. The termite, or whatever uh, they yeah, called yeah, him. Yeah. The, the ant. He talks about that. Yeah. Ant-Man. What is he? He's... Uh, no, the flea. The, the flea? Um, no, wait, the, that was... The vole. He's the vole. The vole? Hmm. Owls eat voles. You've done the owl pellet thing where you pick apart the owl pellet and then you put together all the bones to reconstruct the vole. Reconstructing the vole. That's <laughs> that sounds be a... really smelly and gross. No, it's not smelly at all. Is that it's the all, title? It's very Re- dry. Reconstructing the vole. Reconstructing the vole needs to be a euphemism for something. Oh, let's let's workshop that. that might okay. be what we're doing right now. Yeah, perhaps. The uh, the main part of his his real feedback was about the. The piece of actual productivity we we did last time we the talked link, about the link he sent us for last the link episode. he sent us which is I'm not sure he read because he <laughs> said that we we talked about the I must you know, okay for today or tomorrow or whatever I must I should do I want, want to yeah to make the three to put these three things at the top of your to do list or make that your whole list we argued about that doesn't matter but he said that. When he saw it, he was thinking of it more as a short-term goal, a mid-term goal, and a long-term situation where short-term was something you could complete today, mid-term was something that you could complete a step of, and long-term was something that you would just do something towards, or like make a head nod toward or something. Um he says if that works for people, he wants credit. Uh-huh. So and I don't no, know. But, might... but no liability either. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't think that's what it said. That's, that's not how either of us read it. Even though we disagreed on how we read it, yeah, neither of us read it like that. We disagreed, and Mr. Pieces has well, another interpretation, which is valid, but I don't know how he okay. got that from that short list. I don't know, but I, check that's this what, out. I think that's what's good about that list, though. You know, okay. you can kind of do take what take what you, take what you need from it. Okay, are you ready for a 
bunch more versions of that. Oh, no. Is this what this stack of cards is here? So I'm holding a stack of index cards. So we recorded last week on... I don't remember what day. Or the week before last. I don't remember. The week before last. Uh, we... And then on... On Thursday... There was a, a prox, proper accidental meetup at, okay. the, cool. at the the local uh, watering hole that, oh. that I used to mention. And you brought cards. And I had cards and a pen, as I do. Okay. And I decided to... And I started just with uh, my friends at the table to hand them a card. And at the top of each card, I wrote tomorrow and underlined it. And then I wrote I must and left some space. I should and left some space. And I want to and left some space. <laughs> okay. And I gave them to my friends to, to fill out. And then I, I had more cards. So I started just giving them to random people no at, way. at the okay. bar. I know and you're I, not shy about giving our uh, giving cards to our friends, but... Uh... Well, it was a little... It got, it got weird. Okay. But... So this is... And I didn't explain the system. Here's how I introduce it each time. I, whether the person was a stranger or someone I knew well, I said, I want you to think about the day you're going to have tomorrow. Because remember, this is Thursday, so presumably Friday is going to be a work day for most people. So I said, I want you to think real quick about the day you imagine you're going to have tomorrow. And they said, okay, you got an image in your head? Okay, good. Now fill this card out. And I had it on the card. In <laughs> okay. The All right. And let me just... Let's just, let's just blast through and that. Are people digging this or are people leaving the place? Um, to get away from your cards. Nobody refused to do it. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so here's one that says, I must take a sh I should take a sh I want to take sh I don't know why right, I started with that. That one's a little blue. Um, I don't know why I shouldn't well, have started was, with that. It was on top. It was on top of the stack. Okay, uh, here's a different one. I must go to work. I should clean up and run household errands. I want to play Xbox One and surf the web. Okay, okay. See, that's, that that's totally along, makes sense that's to me. The, yeah, that's yeah. like along the lines of how I was thinking. Yeah. All right. Here's a different one. I must work. I should sleep. I want to kill. <laughs> underline. All, all caps. In all caps, underline. All right. Other side of that card, different person. Uh, I must take a dump. I should wash my car. I want to eat queso. Queso. That was from a uh, random teen who was there with her parents. Okay. All right. Here's a different one. I must... Okay. All right. I remember this. I get the both two sides of this card were filled out by the same person. Okay, and the this first is a, time a double cider. Yeah, and this is when I learned that I needed to make them think about their day before I just handed them the card. <laughs> oh, 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 because I gave it to her the first time, and she thought this was like for life. Okay, all right. And she said, "I must travel more. I should be more fit. I want to love." And then I said, no, this is just for tomorrow. This is not an eat, pray, love thing. You know? Yeah, and okay. she said, oh, give me that card again. She said, okay, I must <laughs> get my car fixed. I should take my cat to the vet. I want to go to Shangri-La Spa. Huh. I don't know what they do at the spa. It could be numerous things. It could also be blue. All right, here's a different one. Yeah. I must take care of the baby. I should do a good job of it. I want to drink beer. I also okay. get, I get that completely. Yeah. Other side. Uh, I must do... What does this say? This is kind of ironic. It says, I must do technical file review of people with horrible handwriting. And I had a hard time reading that. I, I should... <laughs> Count my lunch as non-work time. I want to roller skate to disco. Okay. Tomorrow, I must stare at a computer screen. I should be creative. I want to call in and be creative not doing work. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, here's another one. This one This one gets real. I must visit my mom and deal with my current life sh I should work. I want to dance like no one is watching to great dance music. <laughs> Possibly a Nola brass band and drink my face off. All right. Well. Okay. 
And uh, final one, I must, I like this one, I must meet Neil. <laughs> I swear, that's not my handwriting. You can see I did not. Uh, okay. I must meet Neil. I should plan staffing plan. I want to go to southern France. Huh. Tomorrow. Meet Neil. Yeah. So, oh, and then there's one more, uh, which got lost somewhere, but uh, TCL basically broke the system immediately. He he said that his answer was, this is from the top of my head because I lost his email, I must go to work. I, oh, what was it? I don't know. I must go to work. I should call in and take the day off because I want to, you know, drink beer or something like that. Hmm. The point is, Jody. <laughs> What's the point, Matt? The point is that this, this system, um, it's not going to work for everybody. It's not going to make people, it's not going to make many people more productive. Okay. I don't know. You have to embrace a certain flavor of it if, if productivity is your goal. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's not like I told all these people that I was giving in-text cards that I want you to fill these out in a way that would create the most productive version of your day tomorrow. I didn't give them a little <laughs> lecture beforehand. It was a noisy bar. But, um, yeah, it's it's too easy to hack that system, is what I'm saying. All right. You've got to come to it with your own uh, mm-hmm. productivity, what have you. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't it just like life? Too much. So, okay. yeah. But, so, so, right. Mm-hmm. Email from Mister Pieces. Right. Done. Um, Stack of cards from your your meat space watering hole. Harassing of people, and I'm I, I'm assuming you. you to be fair, you I made had, all these people listeners as you were shoving in. Actually, cards I didn't in even their tell faces. them. I didn't even tell them about the show. Huh. Okay. I might have mentioned it, but I didn't give them like an, uh, a link or anything. I'm bad at that, too. Yeah. So, okay. And then I, I lost TCL's follow-up uh, feedback email. I don't know how, but it disappeared from whatever inbox it came into. But Matt's, I know he said... Matt swears he saw it, but yeah, he, could not, it. he could not prove it to me. So I'm not convinced that it yeah. exists. Well, it, it doesn't anymore, as far as I know. But... Uh, he did say that he likes the topic-free shows because it's like a popcorn round, and he wishes we were all popcorn. I know you don't like he, popcorn. He, he wants us to be delicious popcorn. Okay. Yeah, I'm a fan. The, the, big, you know, the biggest marquee moment of last week's Thursday accidental meetup was TCL delivered the Watchfinder. Oh, I didn't realize he unveiled it at, 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 the, at the happy hour. He unveiled, he delivered... That's a, that's a great delivery mechanism. It there. was really good because I, I was thinking he's going to get some business out of this because... Everybody out because I immediately was like, move the shit out of the way. There's a plug, plugged it in, switched it on. <laughs> we were, everybody was looking, and just all kinds uh, of random people. I hope he had business cards with him. He didn't give out business cards to hand out like, to all those hipsters. Uh, yeah, people were. It's not a hipster bar. Come on, people were. What? Are you kidding me? Don't right look, now, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm staring at your giant mustache. All right, look, people <laughs> throw around. <laughs> throw around hipster these days like how you know a couple years ago bipolar became shorthand for crazy like oh she's still bipolar like bipolar doesn't mean crazy bipolar means something specific i feel the same way about the dilution of the term hipster all right i'll agree with you it's become a bit diluted yeah but anyway not not important the point is 
everybody was super. Everybody in the place was super interested in the Watchfinder thing, and I tried to talk him up a bit. I tried to give him the the like the the meat space read. The the randoms who were like, "What is that thing? What is this cool? What is this kinetic art thing?" And yeah. I was like, "Well, it's, it's it does look like a kinetic art. Well, project. it is. That's it true. is kinetic art. Actually, that's what uh, my mom said on on the Blue Social Network when she commented on the video great. I posted. Yeah, that's a great that, uh, description of some of his stuff. Yeah, but it's functional kinetic art in that. It also keeps, true. It keeps all my watches ticking. So you've been using it I am for using its it. intended purpose. In, indeed, and it's and it's working as advertised. Yeah, I'll embed a. We'll put a video in the uh-huh. in, in the show notes. That's cool. So yes, to see this and other projects, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. listeners can go to where. Oh God, uh, it is priceless G- projects. Oh right, LLC. Pricelessprojects LLC dot com is. Is the website of TCL's company where he turns ideas into kinetic art? Yes, uh, I was I was missing <laughs> Matt on which link to say just then. I apologize, everybody, for that confusion. Yeah, you totally, so you totally got this me. is this is TCL's uh, link, pricelessprojectsllc.com. Yeah, and no doubt he's got he's got pictures there. And in our show notes, I'll put a video, and we'll we'll give the the Earl on that in a minute. But I just wanted to say, like, when people were walking up and looking at this thing, which is gorgeous, it's beautiful. I mean, it's a it is a piece of artwork, functional, yes, but I mean, it is a gorgeous thing. And he stained it, like we've discussed stained colors, and there's three different stains, I think. That, uh-huh. that all, look, I mean, it looks so good. Yeah, but it's uh, hard to take your eyes off the hand cut wooden gears. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when people were wandering up and saying, "What is this thing?" and then I told them, they're like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And I said, you know, "Go talk to him." Please. I said, "Go talk to him." If you got an idea in your head for something that. Something that you need in your life or want want in your life, but you don't want you don't want the plastic version from from Southeast Asia that you can get on Amazon, or you or there, maybe it doesn't there, exist. There isn't even a plastic version from yeah. China. Yeah, yeah. Then then he is the man to to talk to about turning your idea into reality. I mean, if you want something built into your home, if you want just I don't know, I could go on and on and on, but I mean the even though it's been. According to him, I don't really remember. It's been around a year from conception to delivery, which I guess sounds about right. Ah, uh, maybe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. But um, but you 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 also weren't exactly a paying customer. No, I, I gave him no money up front. Yeah. And I gave him no deadline. You were you you were the worst customer. Well, I gave him an approximate budget. Okay. And well, that's good. And said, uh, you know, I I want you to turn this idea into reality. Yeah, I know, I know. That's only one corner of the triangle. All right. Save it. Save <laughs> no, it. no. That, that my my grimacing was unrelated. Oh, Listeners will... Revving the car down Yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to my car situation in a minute, but the guys at the... Uh, Boost Lab. The Boost Lab. Down, Boost Lab. Down they're, not, the, they're not sponsors either, are they? Down the way, we're just revving their, uh, their fancy STI. No, they're not sponsors. Shame on them. Yeah. I actually might need to get them to do some work on my uh, MR2. So interesting. Maybe uh, I could get a discount for a plug on the show. Huh. If they do a good job. I don't know. Anyways, I uh I hope that I hope that listeners will will come up with ideas and see if TCL at pricelessprojectsllc.com can turn them into uh beautifully conceived realities for them. Dot com. Huh. Yeah, that Earl's not that, that, that Earl's too long. No, that doesn't no. work. That doesn't stick work. with stick okay. with Priceless Projects LLC. Okay. That one's okay. 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 
Nice work from our canonical listener. Yeah. Now, I have a big apology to make on the air. Okay. To Matt. Hmm? Because. That's me, right? Yeah, that's you. That's the one you are right now. Okay. I realize I, I neglected to tell you something, which is uh, the sex of the babies. They're both they're both boys, which you you now know. Okay. And I did not realize you were one of the last people to know. <laughs> and I'm sorry. How is that I'm sorry for that. We hosted. Uh, Nominally weekly, not yeah. close to weekly, no. really, but uh, nominally S- weekly podcast. So yeah, you know, you're you're a close friend. You should know stuff like that, and mm. I'm sorry. So here's me telling you, along with the whole internet, right? Two boys, two boys, two boys. Everybody. Um, well, it's going to be crazy. Uh, but it, it, this is a lot. It's been a lot like uh, getting married. Hmm. I experienced the same thing uh, while I was planning my wedding, or. Nominally planning my wedding. Um, you, you know, everybody wants to know the details. Everybody wants to know the story. Everybody wants to know what's going on with it right sure. now, where you're at. And you just forget who you've told what. That's true. You know, like you've said it so many times yeah. uh, that you just forget who you who you told it to. <laughs> so Okay. Well, you I, don't have to defend yourself. You're, you're, you're a busy man. Yeah, I guess you I know. was getting a little bit defensive there. So you... you um... You know, I'm sure you have other friends. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Uh, but I, I accept your apology. But, uh, wow, uh, two boys. I wonder if they'll be like the uh, the two students I had who were non-identical twin boys that looked exactly the same. Yeah, you told me about them. That was weird. Hmm. They could be identical still. Could they? They could. I thought they were in separate... Uh, they separate, are. Uh, but if they divided at the, exactly the right time... Incidents. Yeah, they are in separate packets. Uh, but if they divided at exactly the right time, that could still happen. Hmm. Um, so that's only a, a, a 10% chance of them being identical. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not a biologist, as you know, so I'll just accept your numbers on that. <laughs> not a biologist. Some people hope... You stopped talking about evolutionary biology. Yeah, that was a note. I forgot to mention that. There was one note from a listener, uh, my wife, about the last <laughs> show. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to specify which listener. <laughs> that, uh, that she thought the show was funny, she liked it, but she wished I would, I would stop ta- talking about evolution. Okay. I love talking about evolution. I know you do. I don't... I think I'm with her on that one, though. Oh. I'm sorry. Man. We'll get back to it. I think two thousand I think two thousand wants you to talk more about it though. And other people do. So I totally get into that. We'll get back to it. Mm-hmm. It'll come it'll come back around. Okay. So Alright. Alright. So talking of, of conversations between you and your partner that uh, you don't want shared. Yeah. I uh <laughs> nice. You like that. Wow. You like that? That's, good that's what they call a segue mm-hmm. in the business. Jody's just talking about the segue that's parked over in the corner of the shop, actually. Yeah, that's a bad segue. That's a terrible you joke. You ruined it. I did. Uh, just cut that out. I convinced... Okay, my wife now has an Android phone. Mm. She, ha- she had an information phone before. Right. But I convinced her to download mm-hmm. the tinfoil hat text messaging app that I use and, and, and do a super secure key exchange with it. And so now... Like a Bob and Allison kind of thing? Yes, it's a total Which Bob... Which are you? I, uh, I think I'm Alice, because I was first with it. That makes sense. You know, not to be gender uh, disnormative here, but... Uh, so I'm Alice, she's Bob, 
Cryptography and jokes. Cryptography for the win. Not even the NSA can read my grocery lists right now. And that's that awesome. makes me so happy. Wow. Uh, anyway, it's called Text Secure. Yeah. Uh, by uh, one of my favorite hackers, Moxie Marlin Spike. Great name. Not sure if that's his real name. I don't think it is. But uh, honestly, uh, it, it, it's a good it's a good texting app. It's his number. Like air. I mean, you can you can just download this puppy and and just make it your texting app without fooling with any of the cryptography stuff. Can and I, it's still pretty darn good. Okay, so I could text anybody with this app, but yes. it's not encrypted unless they unless we do a key exchange. So right now, mm-hmm. it's been my default texting app for. Probably a year. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm texting you <laughs> transparently. Okay. If somehow it knows that you've downloaded it, and then it would say, oh, I see you're trying to text Matt. Would you like to do a super secret key exchange with Matt and have ironclad security for your messages with Matt? And well, we, could, we could do that. Well, yes, obviously. Well, of course. Because when we're texting each other about when... You know, which of us is going to arrive at the shop late? Yes, exactly. That's super important. We can't have the NSA looking at that. I don't want my movements tracked. No, no. It's creepy. Uh, I mean, they can still get that from a pen register. Don't get me started. Oh, God. But <clears throat> this is a good app. Okay. Moxie's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I actually... He uh, might have bad dreadlocks, but that's completely yeah. beside the point. Yeah, white guys with dreadlocks. I don't mm, know. Mm, don't mm. know. Anyways. But yeah. Tech Secure by Whisper Systems. Do you think he just uh, walks around hacky sacking all the time? Like it, he might. It's not he important. might. Um, I did hear about this actually uh, when you mentioned it. It was the, it was you mentioning the name Moxie Marlin Spike that was a mental callback for me <laughs> to a I believe it was a Planet Money episode. Okay. Am, I, am I imagining I, this? The few previous times I've brought up Moxie on the show, and there have been a couple. This show. This show. I have not. Registered then exactly. You were just like, uh, no, Jody wants to talk about weird ha- hacking stuff. Forget it. Well, no. I know what a Marlin's bike is. Yes, the object. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Well, actually, is it? Wait. No, it's not made for stabbing fish. I it's, I thought it, neither it, is it the bill on the I front th- of a Marlin. I thought it was the injury you received from the bill on the front of the Marlin no. while you were trying to get it on the boat. Is no. that wrong? That's wrong. I uh, I like second or third hand knew a guy that happened to. He told me about that. Yeah, gruesome. That's a hell of a way to lose an eye. No, he died. Oh! Well, well he lost an my eye. comment stands. He lost an eye just before he died. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, and then there was that other guy who got his Achilles tendon severed by a uh, wahoo. Wahoo! It's a, wahoo. Fi- it's a fish. I know it's a fish. Delicious. Does it have a bill? No. It, it just has... It's like a It's like a steroidal barracuda. It's like if you oh, cross they have a the spine. barracuda. They have spines? No, it was the teeth that got the guy. Ew. Uh, he, was, uh, he was 20-something... Uh, Guy and just rolled up his Achilles tendons. Yeah, oh yeah, sliced like, it and rolled it up. Sliced uh. it and rolled up like a like a Venetian blind. No, I know. Uh, no, the 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 fish was on the back of the boat and it did a little, uh, you know, like had like one last spurt of of death energy and uh, the death rattle, the death rattle, and just just lacerated his his Achilles tendon. Got on the back of the ankle. With its teeth. And he was barefoot like everybody oh, is on a boat, you know. Yeah, as you do. Ugh. Gross. Ugh. Listeners, this is why Jody uh, handles computers and not medical anything. Or fish. Or fish. He's got the willies right now. But the uh, the Marlins bike is a, a tool... Um, I, I could have this wrong. Uh, listeners, if I have this wrong, email Jody. But <laughs> the... You know the... You know when you see movies of pirates or old-timey tall ship movies or whatever 
and they have all that rigging, right? And the rigging comes down from the the ropes, you know, the ropes and the rigging, they're all lines on a boat. There's no ropes. I know. I know. Don't write in. The the <laughs> lines know, come you down. You know Matt for that way. <laughs> the lines come down from the the masts and booms and whatnot. And they sure. come down to the the deck or to the gunnels, which are like the little waist-high walls railings. around the deck, the okay. railings. And um, and there are lash points, and then there are these removable spikes, which uh, like the wooden dowels with a handle at the top, which are um, they're they're not pointy, but they're they're sharper, pointier at one end. They're not like for stabbing, but they're for they're for either jamming into a knot to work it loose if it's oh. if it's uh, become you know uh, recalcitrant, or they're for putting a loop. Uh, let's say, a bowline in the end of your line and putting it around the peg and then stuffing the peg into a hole to hold fast. So I, I'm... Sort of like a movable cleat there. Yeah. Okay. So Interesting. I, my my understanding is that that's what a Marlin spike is. That's a Marlin spike? I yeah. think I would have called that a billy club. I think a billy club is something you hit someone with. Well, yeah, but like, like when that's, you, what they, that's what they're modeled after. Kind of. It's a billy, the, a billy spike. Wait, so the billy clubs came second or first? I don't... I don't know. I mean, because what do you imagine first? Like the uh, the English uh, the English pol- policeman with his club, or do you imagine the no, English a, Navy? That's a bobby. That's a bobby club. A bobby club? Is yeah. that different? Billy, yeah. bobby? Yeah. You know, one goes this way. Right, come on, what's the difference? Billy, bobby? All right, we're, we're off the rails. All right, you ready? Okay, so Moxie Marlins by Text uh, Secure. I, I, might, I might download Try it. Try it. It's cool. But, but my partner has an information phone, so. Um, it might be on iOS, too. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. You know, all. But is it on iOS eight? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, huh. So are we? Are we here now? We, can I talk about this now? I think it's time. We've referred to it a couple times. Yep. Jody's car. Yeah. Totaled. Written off. Now uh, the internet doesn't even know about this yet. No. About no. the accident. They've heard me complain that I keep getting bumped and like with nicks and scratches and crap. On the last episode, we said that your tailgate. Well, not your tailgate, but your bumper. rear bumper was bumped, and then something much worse happened. Yeah. This was a proper accident. Um, I was on my way to work on a Friday morning, and somebody pulled out from a side street, did not see me at all. I was on the you know, the major thoroughfare there, going 45 miles an hour, minding my own business in the through lane, and somebody came out from a side street, hoping to cross the the thoroughfare or to turn left and uh, just completely whacked me in the side. Uh, Caved in both of my passenger side doors, spun me around. Uh, I gotta say the Subaru handled it with complete aplomb um, Hmm. and I, uh, as soon as, as soon as I got whacked, I, I do have to give a a big up to my brief autocross experience in that both feet in. All, all I could think was, get your foot on the clutch and your foot on the brake, yep. and wait till you stop spinning. Yep. In uh, a spin, both feet in. In that's, a spin, in a spin, both feet in, and that's that's, that's autocross. That <clears throat> that little thought crystallized in my head, and I I did just that, and so got, you know, got the vehicle halted as soon as I I could. Um, I was then facing facing the wrong way with you know half half on the median, but. Uh, I was totally fine. Oh man! No, no physical adverse effects to me at all. Still uh, pretty harrowing. It was, you know, because yeah, well, my partner with twins 
could have been in the passenger seat right. on the side that got hit. There could have been all four of us in that car, in which case I might have lost my mind on the lady. Yeah. That hit me. Uh, yeah, that could have been bad. In the, you know, as it was, I got out <clears throat> and I went to check to see if she was okay. And she immediately started arguing with me, telling me how it was my fault. So oh I took God. that to mean that she was fine and that I should go uh, call the police by my own vehicle and not deal with her anymore at all, which is exactly what I did. So, was this um, early in the morning? Was it yeah, this dus- was dusky? 8 a.m. Okay. Uh, and, you know, it is a little dusky right now this, this time of year. We're, yeah. we're just... Just on the cusp of the time change, so it's not bright in the morning, but it was... I'm not accusing you of anything, but... Daylight. You know, I'm just asking the questions that any investigator would. Were your your headlights on? I don't know. Hmm. You know, they can tell that. Sometimes. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm so so sorry, Jody. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, it's just been... it's, It's been... It's been bad. I, I, you know, it was paid off. Uh, I was expecting sure. it to last me at least another three, four years. Um, yeah. It had pretty low mileage, even it's though a good it was car, 10 man. years old. Sure, yeah, it was a good car. Good car. It's a fun car. You helped yeah. me modify it. I know. Um, I, I, I like that car. Um, it was fast. It was pretty, pretty fast. It was fun. Um, you know, part of me was kind of tired of my... Loud boy racer vehicle. You did mention that the boy racerness was, but, was getting uh, irksome. But it was still my car. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. My car. Not ready to get rid of it no. by any means. That's terrible. So to have it, you know, ripped, ripped from my my hands, as yeah. it were. I still don't have a check for it yet, so it's technically still mine. Although it's you know sitting in a lot across town, right? Derelict. Yeah, um, and they won't let you go take things off of it. No, uh, and I, I've decided to be okay with leaving all of the the bits on it that uh, that you helped me so painstakingly install. Mm-hmm. I really don't think any of that stuff is going to be worth taking no, off of it. Really. Having having the, the the knuckles busted, not after all to take time. off of it. I do want to reflash the computer. I, I'm pretty sure I can I can get uh, get some resale on the on the little computer doohickey that uh, mm-hmm. that I've got with it. Access port. Uh, that's right. Cobb Access Port. Mm-hmm. They are not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. But that, they make a good product for the Rex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh... Man. So... That's terrible. I was already, uh, having trouble picking out car seats. Now I have to pick out a car for them to go in as well. Well, maybe start with the seat and then just plan the car around it. Uh, hmm. Recaro makes a good kid. I know they do. Yeah. They're so expensive. Are they really? Oh, I haven't. God. I've never looked. They're so expensive. <laughs> I've just seen them and thought, wow, that's a oh, yeah, badass yeah. little kid they seat. Look, they look completely, <laughs> completely badass. But oh man, very expensive. Um, so yeah, uh, Mr. Pieces has. Uh, he did make a suggestion. Recommended you know? Volvo wagon. You know, well, safe. I had a Volvo wagon. Some of them are. Some of them are fun. I had a Volvo wagon. It was. It was. It was reasonably fast. You did not. When did you have a Volvo wagon? I had a green uh, 870 turbo wagon. I did. When? Um, let's see. Okay, well, I can I can tell you. I was just about to bring this up anyway. I was going to mention, I was going to commiserate by mentioning my last serious car accident when the when my Miata was killed. Miata. Yes. I, so I had a I had a, a cool little Miata 1994, which was the first year of the slightly larger engine. You know, but it still had the flip-up headlights. It the big, was the, the big block, you call the, it. The big block. That's right. It was the 1.8 instead of the 1.6 <laughs> liter. The big block. 
They, uh, oh man, it was a great car and it needed some things, but the mileage was low and I had all these plans for it. You know, I was going to painstakingly, uh, I was going to put it, I was about to put a new top on it. I had just put a new, uh, stereo in it with a very modern stereo because it had a USB. Port. Ooh. I know. Yes. This was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, a lady, no, it wasn't a lady. Sorry. It was a gentleman shot out of a side street, uh, in front of me and I hit him. But I was going probably 45 or 50 miles an hour when he came flying out in front of me. Um, and, you know, I pl- I hit the brakes. Uh, the car did not have ABS. Uh, I left skid marks probably only about 10 feet long. So there wasn't a lot of time between me realizing I was going to have a crash and having the crash. And I hit this car so hard. I'm like, <clears throat> sorry. It was a small car. It was a, a Ford, uh, like, Focus, but the sedan and I hit it on the back axle and spun it around. Okay. And it spun around with such uh, angular velocity that when it hit another car that was waiting at a side street, it tore the trunk section off of this oh Ford my Focus. Gosh. And uh, it was it was terrible. It was a terrible collision. So I just you know because you know the rear axle is like the stiffest part of the monocoque in a in a car a unibody car like that. Well, that's where the police officers when they need to move a car. That's where you with hit. their car. That's where they aim for. Yeah. And yeah, so like all of the car, all of my car's momentum, or very nearly, was imparted to that to the ang- new angular oh. momentum of the car. It was it was a violent collision, and to be honest, a tiny little car, and I was going pretty fast, and uh, you know, so it could have been bad. And that tiny little car protected us surprisingly well. I was I was with it. I was in the car with my friend, and um, neither of us were badly injured, but. Um, Oh man, it was it was such a heartbreak because I I had I had planned to keep that car for a long time and I still miss I still miss having that car uh, on you know nice convertible days. Oh, you know like what I mean? we're like we're having now, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the the bigger pro the bigger thing the thing I wanted to mention was that I noticed a pretty pronounced uh, hypervigilance in myself after that accident, which you might detect. In yourself, by which I mean, um, I just no longer trusted that people at side streets weren't about to <laughs> run out in front of me and try to kill me. Yeah, I've experienced a little bit of that. So I, I found myself, uh, you know, lifting off the accelerator when there's no reason to believe that a person at a side street wouldn't see me and wouldn't shoot out in front. I still, I just didn't trust anymore, and I became super vigilant. And like, even when I had checked my blind spot, I would check again and again before changing <laughs> lanes. Like this, this was a thing I did for. I could I could detect it in my driving for at least a year. Oh, wow. Um, um, yeah, I've I've felt it. I I I saw it first manifest when uh, I was riding with my my mother a couple of days after my collision, and uh, she was just pulling into a parking spot. And we were in her car, of course, because I was about... She was going to go out of town, and I was going to uh, to borrow it, because now I was carless. But uh, I could have sworn she was going to hit the car in the next spot. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's it's her car. It's a bigger car than mine. I'm not familiar with it. Sure. I'm in the passenger seat. It was the opposite corner from, my, from where I was sitting. Oh, you know? Yeah. I shouldn't have said anything, but it just all of a sudden bubbled right out of me. Be careful! You're gonna hit that other car. <laughs> Look out! <laughs> Slow down! Stop! Yeah, yeah. Which is God. the worst thing you can do when when someone else is driving. But uh, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, because an accident like that, 
at any kind of speed, you know, dumb stuff, parking lot kind of kind of bullshit doesn't make that impact. But an accident like that is traumatic, you know, and it, it definitely made an impression on me. And and uh, I, I was lucky to get out of that accident with no no serious injury. Uh, my friend actually whacked her knee on the dashboard and had to do physical physical therapy. Ugh. Yeah, it was it was. That's a tiny little car, and she probably had her knee, you know, like up because it's. Oh right. You know. Okay. That is a small car. But after the demise of the Miata, and because of the hypervigilance, um, I bought a Volvo wagon. <laughs> That's how I got started on this. I don't remember this car at all. It was a green... I don't remember the year precisely. It was from the 90s, I would suspect. Green, I'm going to say 98 Volvo 870 turbo wagon. It was pretty boss. One of the really long ones? It was really long and low. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it had a rear-facing jump seat that you could fold up from the floor in the back. Oh, cool. So it sat, I guess it sat seven, as long as two of them had no legs. (laughs) Because you folded up the seat back, you got seat back and seat belts, but there was no place for your legs. Okay. So if you had had children or legless people. Um, I really liked that Volvo. Uh... I, I you know I sold it on fairly quickly. Yeah, I do vaguely remember this car. I sold it to a dude in the neighborhood. And I used to see it around, but I guess he I guess he moved away. <sighs> so yeah, I hope this is my my third thing. You know they say they come in threes. That's nonsense. I hope this is my third thing for my car this year, and I'm done. I'm done with that. I know it's nonsense. Well, it's done. With, d- it's done with that car. It's the last thing for that car. I, can't, I certainly can't drive that car anymore. Well, what I mean, are you? Have you thought about this? I mean, car shopping is a it's a big deal. Yeah. What, what are you I thinking? Uh, I'm thinking I should just go ahead and get a minivan. That's what I think. Lots of people are trying to talk me out of this, including mm-hmm. my wife. I don't know why she's so against the minivan. I'm not super against minivans. I I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty okay. Yeah. I mean, if you get the right one. Yeah, I mean... Um, I think the Honda's probably the best Yeah, one. I mean, the Honda Odyssey seems pretty nice. It's been the best minivan for the last 10 years. So, yeah, my um, my Subaru is uh, pretty notorious for bad cup holders. Hmm. It's got one really tiny, almost useless one built into the console, and then one that slides out of the dashboard, which you can put something in but then will drip all over your stereo. So That's after not, uh... after that, I want just, I just want cup holders everywhere. I want all the cup holders. All the cup holders. I, I want them in the doors. I want them in the dash. I want them in the console seats. Where I I just yeah I don't know. Minivans are big on cup holders. Yeah, typically. yeah. You know, uh, I want the cup holders. I want the space. I want the sliding doors. Where Which are I powered can... now. They all have yeah, powered doors. I know. That's pretty cool. And I don't have to worry about myself or kids dinging the doors of the cars parked next to me in the parking lot, you know, for the next five years of my life. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I want the configurable seats and not have to worry about, you know, a door uh-huh. swinging shut on me while I'm trying to lift a baby seat out of the, out of the car or whatever. Well, I mean, as a, an exercise in practical transport, you really can't be the minivan. Or- That's... Or, or that's pe- exactly what I'm saying. Or people carrier, as they call them in in Europe. Or, people, you know, people carrier. They call them people carriers. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, about to have two new people to carry. Right. Um. And if anybody's telling you that no, those are boring. Get an SUV. That's ridiculous. SUVs are terrible for practical transport compared to minivans because 
unless you need to, I mean, all right, people buy four wheel drive. SUVs because their driveway sometimes have leaves on it, or, and because they think that minivans make them uncool, right? So they buy these trucks, which are worse at everything, except except being trucks, except towing the boat that you don't have, or or you know, you don't need a you don't need a truck, right? No. Do you have any reason to have a truck? No. Okay, so don't get an SUV. No, I don't want an SUV. Yeah, no, you don't want that. SUVs, I don't think. I mean, they were cool for a while, I guess. I never thought they were cool. I mean, I, yes, I know I have one, but it, <laughs> it has a it has a dedicated role in my automotive uh, stable, you know? So, I would never suggest get an SUV instead of a minivan. But I think that Mr. Pieces, his suggestion, I think is excellent. And it was uh, it was basically the same suggestion that I was going to make. I would say another another wagon is the way to go. Yeah. And Volvo would be, I mean... If you want to protect what's inside of it, you can't do much better. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, you know, I'm not against another Subaru either, for mm-hmm. that matter. Um, sure. I've seen some some new... Some are really big, though. ...crossover thing. Have you seen the, the Forester these days? It's the yeah, size the, of a building. The Forester's gotten huge. Um, and I don't I don't know if they make the Tribeca anymore, but... I That thing was always pretty weird. Yeah, and it was way too expensive. Um, so really expensive. The, the Forester may have been... You blown up to be the the Tribeca. I don't know. No, you've probably yeah replaced. Yeah, I agree. You replaced it in the lineup. Yeah. But you're probably thinking of the new. Oh, I don't God. know what it's called. I don't, want the, I don't want this to be a car commercial, but I think it's like the the XC or the the Cross. I don't even. I don't even know. It's the got, all road. Uh, it's got just, like a number. That's an Audi. Um, yeah, all road is an Audi. Thing. Um, it's got XC like a number. Is Volvo thing. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I Cross track. It's not a normal cross track. I think that's the Honda one. <laughs> or the Toyota one. No, it doesn't have a normal. Uh, it doesn't have a normal Subaru name. It's got like it sounds like it's a, a BMW model or something. I'm typing um, in the podcast. I know I'm not yeah. supposed to. XV Cross Trek. Cross Trek. So they've made it sound like every other crossover SUV thing from every other company. That, I don't know. Is that the one? Uh, yeah, there it that's is. comes it. in orange. Everyone I've seen is orange. Of course. Or maybe I've only noticed the orange ones because the black ones, well, and white ones. It's still right Subaru. In. They have. They have to. There's some mandate from Japan that says Subaru has to offer at least one model that's hideously ugly. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. It's Subaru. Sure. Uh huh. Yeah. So anyway. Um, okay. I don't know about that. One. We should get. We should get off the cars. But, I don't know that I would get that one. <clears throat> But yes, uh, other other suggestions on 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 cars for rapidly expanding family are uh, are appreciated. I don't think you could do much better than the Volvo the Volvo wagon. I mean, the uh, the thing is, Volvo, Volvo still makes a really fast wagon. They still have the, the turbo. Dealers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know it's going to be safe. And now the the only the major downside is that you're not going to be able to have a, a manual transmission. Ooh, but you're not going to get that in a minivan. There's no, not a single minivan true. in the world with a manual yeah. transmission. No, I know, I know that. Well, our part of the world. I hadn't really, I hadn't really internalized that yet, though. I will have to. You're going to have to give that up. I'm pretty much going to have to give up the manual. That's a bummer. The Subaru might have a manual, but I mean, you're going to be reaching into the back seat and yeah, doing things with kids. No, and, I know, I don't need uh, that, and and. Obviously, since I'm willing to just go ahead and get a minivan, I'm willing to put that aside. But I hadn't quite yeah. realized the f- in the fullness of time that uh, sacrifice. Yeah. I wouldn't want to give that up. <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not ready. Stupid cars. 
Ugh. So, yeah. But, um, at least, as you put in the notes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I had a letter sitting on my counter for an airbag recall for my car. At least I don't have to worry about getting that taken care of. Strongly worded letter. Yo, of did course. You, uh, did you look into that at all? Did you hear about that? It was a big deal. About the airbags? Well, the fact that they told me to take it in and they would fix it for free means that they are taking it very seriously. Um, no, it, I mean... They didn't have the 60-minute wording of this This airbag will reach into your skull and pull out your eyeballs type thing, but... Which apparently is what's happening. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I figured as much. Yeah. Public service. PSA from AOIT. If you have a... It, it actually, it's not just Japanese vehicles. It, these things were in Hondas and Toyotas and Chevys and... And, oh, wow. uh, and Dodges and it was this one company in Japan who made these airbags for many different auto, automotive uh, companies. Uh, yeah, these things are, are bad and especially bad in humid climates like this one. So anyway, uh, probably check that out, listeners. Anyways, um, let's see. What's next? Uh... My phone's getting flaky. I might also have to pick out a new phone. I don't want to talk about that. All right. I put this in the notes. Can you talk about this? Um, I guess it's a little... uh, (laughs) I know it's a little personal. And I I don't like to to talk about stuff that's personal. Okay. But... uh, No, I... Okay, I can talk about that. All right, so what we're talking about is... You saw it in here and you didn't delete it. I didn't delete it. So, Jody put it into the notes that Matt verified something important with a borrowed microscope. And what he's talking about is, well, for loyal listeners of the program, you'll know that that when we had the kids episode forever ago and the second kids episode where we talked <laughs> about fear and stuff, and then a few episodes later, we kind of, I guess, both landed at the same place at the same time and... And, you know, the goalies got pulled, so to speak, and um, at least we were trying. Boom. And then, well, Jody and his partner have a couple of twins to show for it, or nearly, and Matt and his partner, you know, not so much. We, we don't have anything to show for it. And at the time, I believe I said this, I, although I don't remember... We we kind of we made a deal. We remember we talked about this with the dude solution. Like we'll pick a window, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. And how like even at the time we both realized that the dude solution was only going to be acceptable to the dudes in the relationships. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that 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 would morph over time. And there's been a little bit of that, such that my partner has been wondering if there's a reason uh, 10 months after pulling the goalie that nothing's happened for us. And she's saying, oh, why don't we just get, you know, why don't we just get your uh, your swimmers checked out? And I was like, we agreed we're not going to take it medical. I mean, no, not going to a doctor's office. Well, the compromise solution was <laughs> that... Um, you took control of your own situation. I did. Yes. I, I borrowed a very expensive microscope from work, secretively, which <laughs> I know is probably not legit, but it's back at work now. Nobody ever missed it. So I borrowed a very expensive microscope, brought it home, did some research on the internets about how to evaluate a sperm sample, how to do a count correctly, how to evaluate uh, morphology, mobility, and motility. Motility. All the categories. And uh, just skipping to the end, because the middle part's gross. 
<laughs> uh, it all looked amazing. My swimmers look... Uh, they look amazing. I don't know. I, lo- I, I, I love it. The... <laughs> just the... Hack that sh- The hacker ethos of this. You know what? I'm going to check my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need to go to the doctor. And all the information's out there. Sure. And if you take it seriously, if you're very careful, I mean, I, I, did I get... Uh, did I get results that would agree 100% with the you know the lab the lab based results? Probably not. But what I read was enough to know that if I'm in this range, things are fine. Because even the lab they say you know they give you a really wide range. You know the count should be between this and this. And you for uh, morphology, you should see between this and this percentage of normally uh, normally formed sperm. And for mobility, you should see between this and this percentage of swimmers making like forward progress at a rapid rate. Okay, and like this, so they give these wide ranges. All right, and they say even if you're at the low end, you could still get pregnant. Sure. Okay, so the ranges are available. I yeah. wonder. This made me wonder. Did you ever see that that project that it's like a uh, a little cardboard cutout pattern you can do, or a little 3D printer thing you can do to make a microscope out of an iPhone or a smartphone. No. Did you ever see this? So I'm wondering, you know, hey, like smartphone smart cut. Maybe there's an app for that. Or there's yeah. Somebody. Oh, could like that. Yeah, we could totally do that. Oh man. Uh, Internet. I have, forget I, we said that. That's our idea. <clears throat> Patent pending. Um, <laughs> Not really. I think you have to do paperwork. I might have just enough image processing experience to hmm. pull something like that off. Huh. You know. But. Reminds you know. me of that KCD from a few weeks ago. <laughs> about Which one the, is uh, that? About the, you know, how, how hard is this problem thing? Oh, yeah. That was you know, a good one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I remember that one well. Um, it was, uh, you know, can we... Take sign-ups, and then anybody who takes a picture... Uh, they take a picture... And it's and in a national park. And they're in a national park. It should it should tag them and give them information about the park. And yeah. she says, okay, sure, I, I can have that written by the end of the afternoon. Yeah, a few hours. Yeah. And then he says, oh, and if there's a bird in the picture, it should identify the species of the bird. I will need $10 million in a research team and 10 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean... Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, some of my life is like that. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry I made you talk about such no, a personal thing. No, it's fine. Thing. It's fine. Oh, I'm glad the internet knows my sperm is awesome. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's out there. Oh, my God. Not all really. Right. So, at least not right now. Talking of hard problems and easy problems. This might be an easy problem. Okay. This topic? Are you to the topic now? We're, we're at the topic. This is the part of the show where we have a topic. Sorry, TCL. We have a topic. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I think we're pretty deep in the, uh, in the oh, episode. Yeah. We're going to have to keep this short. What are, what are we at? I don't know. I can't read it. 59? 59. Call it an hour. 59. <clears throat> Jody, this is your topic. This would, is you my, like, would you like to introduce it? This is my internet? topic. All right. Uh, I'll do my best to, uh, to introduce it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of... Um, uh, just a uh, way to know that you are tailoring your conversational bandwidth appropriately. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna ask you again what your topic is, and this time I want you to phrase it as like a thing that people can understand. Okay. By which I mean, you want to talk about what? Like, if you were gonna give it a title, what would it, what would this topic be called? Are you speaking appropriately to your audience? Okay, I like that. So how to know 
if you're speaking appropriately to your audience. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. How, that was good. That was good, right? Yeah, that was good. That's okay. Uh, I liked it. It's slightly more complicated than it sounds. Hmm. I, I think it's got a lot of love. I did okay boiling it down there. When Matt pressed me oh, on the show. That's tough when he does that. Um, I'm sorry. But, so, a couple things. How do you, you know, first is identifying your audience, which is pretty much always a problem. You know, if you've got a business, who are your customers? If you're writing a thing, who's going to read it? Could be you, could be other people, could be a thousand other people. Who are those people? You know, stuff like that. And how to pick the medium of communication as well. Medium, yeah. Yes, medium and audience. Medium is the massage. So the, the, the medium problem. (laughs) You you okay? No. The medium problem. The medium problem is, I think, one think one that, that I can get my head around. Right. The audience problem... You had good purple notes on this. The audience problem is... The audience problem is a big deal. Uh, speaking as an educator, when you know your audience is kids that are you know nominally there to be educated, that should have everything to do with the way you craft and deliver your, your message. But... Just because you know who your audience is doesn't mean you're going to be good at, at hitting that target. You oh, that's know? true. That's true. Because I, I just, I know this is probably where you were going with this, but thinking as an educator, um, I can think about all the times in the past where I was sure that my instructions were clear and unambiguous and my target audience found, you know, 11,000 ways to f*** it up, you know, um, and not, not willfully just because they didn't understand something that I thought was crystal clear, you know, or, or just that it, it's taken a lot of time. You know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of years in that particular trench now and I've gotten better and better, uh, over time at figuring out how to connect with, with my audience. So I feel like it can be superficially very easy to identify your audience. Okay, my audience for this lecture is students. The class of teenagers staring at right. you in the face right now, yeah. Uh, my audience for this uh, blog post is people who like tinfoil hats or cryptography or whatever it is you write about. I don't know what your, <laughs> what, I don't know what your blog is about. Uh, it's not about much, and it's very sporadic, as TCL, so, so did, yeah, TCL pointed out. Uh, I found... I, found um, I like... Configuring blog software more than I like writing blog content. You know, that's interesting. No one's really surprised by that, probably. No. But there's got to be a market there. Think about that for just a second. I know this is a big derail. I've pitched this a little bit around. Tiny bit. Tiny bit. Because there are lots of people who are like, I want to write on the internet, but they don't want to do what you do. My setup is pretty slick. For how I host my personal blog and how I host the uh, the website for this show, I, you hear I that? Know. You hear that internet? I get, if to, you... I get to brag about that for a second. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you want to generate content but don't want to deal with the ugh, the you know the, the techie side, you know Alyt Jody could be your man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, uh, other options are available. Um, sure, but, but they're uh, not sponsoring the show, so let's not mention them. No, no, that's okay. true. So moving along. Um, I feel like, you know, this is a thing you mentioned, since you mentioned identifying your audience, this is a thing we, we teach our students, that they, there's, a, there's some initialism or perhaps acronym for this 
that there always is that they have to they're supposed to identify the uh, they're supposed to take apart the prompt you know who am I writing for and what about you know blah 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 I'm not a, I don't I don't I'm in the science wing <laughs> well, so I, I don't I don't know that okay. particular initialism slash acronym um, but what I'm saying is it can be superficially easy to identify your audience and it doesn't mean you'll connect okay uh, I. I come from a side of it, it's harder to identify your audience. It's hard to know who the users might be of your software. It, it's hard to sure. know who your customers might be sometimes. It's hard to know who's listening to the podcast. Also true. Could be some random dude in Argentina. Right. You never know. The German. The German. Um, Second pseudonym reference. <laughs> so that's a good point. Boy, it can be easy to identify the audience and still... Hard to get so hard to connect. Yeah. So even so, solving that problem while useful is not a panacea. Right. Is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, And then the second part about the medium, you phrased this in the notes. You said, uh, you said Jody wonders frequently which mode of communication is right. Is it voice? Is it face to face? Is it email? Is it text? And I said that this is a solvable problem. We should right now establish rules that the rest of the world will just they'll realize how sensible they are and just fall in the so. line I think so you're right so we can we can crack this now okay right now alright so I took I took a, a brisk stab at this I, I know you've read my notes but let me tell you my initial thoughts okay so voice communications this is where you would call someone on the telephone right so I said that this is for conversations that require back and forth and that there's more than one question that's trying to be answered so if it's only one question and a short follow-up, maybe, or two, text message can handle that fine. That can be asynchronous. Yes. But for conversations that have a lot of questions to answer, um, voice might be better. And I said, and voice is definitely preferred if one or both of the following conditions apply. A, there's a time constraint and answers are needed forthwith. And or B, it's important that you be able to judge Tone or emotional reaction. Okay, you know what I mean because that sure that doesn't read well in text messages. Yeah, you can hear that. You can hear that in the person's voice. Right. So that's that's when you call because I need an answer now and I got to ask a couple of questions. That's the short, short version. Okay. All right. And I actually want to hear you. I want to hear. You know, I may or may not want to know how you're reacting to my questions. All right. So now you you put face to face or F two F. I guess that's internet. Ugh. For face-to-face. You weren't supposed to, to, oh, to read that out loud. Okay. I'll cut that out. So, I said, similar to the above, but face-to-face is preferable. So, just think about, when would you rather talk than send email or text? Well, that's when there's a lot of questions, and I want it to be more or less immediate, and I want to be able to gauge how they're reacting. Well, face-to-face is the ultimate version of that, but... Uh, so so it's even higher bandwidth in my in my parlance. Your parlance, yeah. I'm going to ask you what you mean by that more specifically in a moment. But, okay, so face-to-face is where you go when it's vital that tone and emotion are are clearly, uh, clearly expressed, okay. right? So you conduct interviews face-to-face. A phone interview is never your last interview. Okay, true. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's, that's really good. A phone interview is never your last a, interview. A phone interview, if you were if you were going to hire somebody, a phone interview w- might certainly help you narrow down the candidates. Actually, 
now that I mention it, you can look at this as a as a progression. Like texts don't really enter into this, but you uh, emails could start the process. Huh. A phone interview could narrow the field. I like but it. But you would never hire someone after a phone interview. I mean, you you need at least a Skype. Yeah, at least because Skype is face to face. It's the it, same thing. Yeah, kind of. You can't smell the person. It's yeah. So it's like ninety eight percent. Yeah. So it's kind of like applying for a job. Yeah, yeah. A think, bit. think about it like that. A little bit. You start emailing your resume. Right. Do an initial phone interview sure. and then do a face to face. It's a hierarchy. It there. builds. Yeah. So I'm going about this backwards, but for email I said that email well, it's implied with email that uh it's not gonna be immediate. You know? Which is why it's well, preferred. Well, okay, I know this gets into especially in, you know, the corporate stooge world, which I'm not really a part of. People have all kinds of different expectations around email. Yes, they There's do. A, that's that's that was that was the reason for my okay protracted. Well, I, you know, I, I get that. Uh, I get that mostly not because it's a huge part of my life, but because I listen to a lot of the same podcasts. That you do. Dan and Merlin talk about it a lot. <laughs> it's basically, uh, they rest on detra talking about why email is terrible. Yeah, but uh, email, you know, email. At least in its current iteration, uh, like with the, the way Gmail's UI is these days, it works really well for conversations. And back that has and, helped a lot. That's true. It has helped a lot. And the back and forth, and now we get with um, with the Gmail interface, has really kind of freed me up. Because to me, I mean, think about the emails we used to trade back when I was living on the boat. You remember that? Oh, I, yes. I still have those emails. I still do, too. Okay. I think those are due for a, for a reread, not on the air, but the uh, no, that's but those, probably not for the air. Those were like essays we were sending back and forth. This is true. They were you know five hundred to fifteen hundred words typically, and yeah, it was you know it was every other week or whatever you know. But that's how I used to think about email, and I don't think about it that way anymore. Now I I like the conversation function of. Of Gmail, I like that that back and forth. But to my mind, and I know not everybody thinks this way. If you send me something in an email, you're giving me time to think about it. I'm allowed to think about it, maybe do some research and get back to you. Yeah, because I mean, it's different from if I if I called you on the phone and had you on the phone and asked you a question that you couldn't answer on the spot, then I would have to be okay with you saying. You know, dude, I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research and get, and, back call, to you. and get back to you. For me, that's that's email stuff. Phone stuff is where I call you and expect you to have the answer right away. I'm not going to call you and ask you a question that I think you're going to have to look up and, and are going to take 48 hours to get back. That's an email thing. <laughs> that's how I that's how I feel. What do you think? That's not bad. It's very sensible. Yeah. I know other people have different expectations about email, but I don't work. I don't work for those people. Ugh, hopefully, I won't. Who knows? Maybe hopefully I will, but I'll be able to change their minds. Yeah, I'll be able to help them. You okay? Good luck with that. Yeah. And then finally, the last inbox you mentioned. Text, yeah. Texting. Texting. I feel I'm, like texting is more immediate. Obviously, it's short. Single single question. Single issues. And you're okay with emoticons now, apparently. Yeah, I can't believe I put that in the notes. But <laughs> I, I, uh, I completely resisted all emoticons in texting or IMing or any of that stuff for a long time. Longer than most. Uh, I'm sure not as long as some. I'm sure there's someone listening to this right now who still thinks that is stupid kid stuff. But 
it it has a function that I begrudgingly uh, realized and and accepted, which is that it can, you know, it can it can let somebody know if you're being sarcastic. It yeah, can let yeah. somebody know if you're being snarky or funny. Or it can let somebody know if, if you. Um, are giving a, a fake mean reply instead of an actual mean reply. Okay. And I used to just think, well, my writing is clear enough. Well... Never. In a text message... <laughs> no. You can't control how other people... You, read your, or, read full read stop. Stuff. You can never control how other, yeah. other people read your written voice in their heads. You don't get to control that. You... I used to be naive about that and think that I could and yeah. then, until too many counterexamples popped into my life. Yeah. Uh... Ugh. What an excellent breakdown, and that makes me think that this was a horrible topic. Because it was too easy? It was too easy. Maybe I lobbed you a softball. Maybe. So, you know, now that you've broken it down so well, now all we have to do is get the rest of the world to follow your stipulations. I think it's pretty clear. And we'll, we'll be fine. Let me ask you this. What is voicemail for? Ugh. Man, I hate voicemail. Yeah. I, you know, I, the correct answer is nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure... Right now, I know more people who don't check their voicemail than do check their voicemail. I know my spouse purposely lets hers fill up. I should let my fill up. Yeah. And I, and every time I hear her say that, that's so tempting. Ugh. You know? And, and, and you I know, see that stupid, anachronistic icon pop up on my phone. It looks like a cassette tape. It looks like the tiny cassette tape that used to go in the answer phone machine. What are the, the kids these no days? No one knows what that is. The kids these days. No one knows what that no is. They have no idea. They have no idea. And that's like a third of the smartphone market. It's people who have never seen a cassette tape that except on Guardians me. of the Galaxy. It bothers me so much. Maybe that movie will make that... that Icon makes sense to people again. I don't know. You know, it's pretty good. Maybe movie. that's a good result. I haven't seen it. I hear it's a good movie. It's really good. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, that's a what, good is, what is voicemail movie. for? I guess voicemail is for your parents, essentially, to make yeah. you feel guilty. Yes. By leaving I, a message, hello, messages that you're not. Checking. Hello, it's me. I called. Yeah. Goodbye. No, my phone told me you called. I don't need the. No, I, the see, this is this puts me in the mind of a brilliant. Radio Shack commercial from about like six years ago. Okay, before the great disgrace of Lance Armstrong. Oh, remember my. this? He was riding on a trainer. And he was riding on a stationary bicycle for the non. Oh, wait, this was a real commercial. This was a real is, commercial. This is not a commercial you're no. inventing right now. It was now. a real commercial with Lance Armstrong when he was riding for Team Radio Shack, and they were talking about cell phones. And like, then there was this dorky sidekick character who was like, he was like uh, something about. Well, he was Lance Armstrong was like sidekick. Take a note. <laughs> In the future, no one is ever to leave a voicemail that says, call me back. Oh. Because okay. the right way to send that is a text message. And the guy is like, mm, how about uh, an email? No, a text message. Mm, how about an instant messenger? No, text message. It's <laughs> like, mm, well, shouldn't they just let you? He's like, my phone already tells me who's called. Text message or uh, nothing. All right. And, I get, and that, was, that was like six years ago. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Lance Armstrong. Lance, no, nobody, nobody wants to listen to Lance anymore. No, should have listened to him then. Yeah, I followed him on Twitter. Ah, <sighs> long wow. time ago. That's, I know that's deep. I know. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe this was a bad topic. Well, this, no. This, I, so, okay, so this I want... topic was launched by okay. some of the serious 
conversations I've been having with my my spouse about mm. you know impending children and finances and I guess it's serious now vehicles um, and and so it's you know th- those discussions have moved across these boundaries of text email voice face to face so that yeah it's just been been on on my brain on my mind grapes yeah I mean the text thing like people only text me when they expect a, a fairly prompt res- uh, response you know. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's not like an email where I, I might get to it no. tomorrow. And our parents don't quite get the the rapid response texting sometimes. No, I know I struggle with that with my my in laws and and my mom. So yeah, <sighs> you Gener- never know. generational gap there. Sure. Well, okay. I wanted to ask you to clarify what you meant by bandwidth because you're not talking about um, like the amount of bits down the wire. Uh, <clears throat> no, I'm not literally talking about internet speed. Okay. With this, it relates. It relates in that how much information can you convey with within an, a given amount of time? Okay, and that some of these means of communication, and you know, to an extent, what audience you're trying to addressing, what audience you're trying to address, uh, might dictate how much information you try and shove at them quickly. Sure. Right. So, and that's what you meant by density. Yes. Um, so high, high bandwidth, high density. I guess bandwidth is density per time. Okay. We'll say because you know it's helpful to include units sometimes. Nobody sure. ever does, but I like a unit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some of these things are asynchronous. Like I said, you know, you leave somebody a message, they take their time. Yeah. To to bring it back to you. Some of these things are real time, uh, but some of these things you can't quite get a lot of stuff conveyed quickly. Sure. You know, and and just the... Well, text messaging is super limited. Right? Yes, like, yes. The amount of time you invest in a text message per the amount of bits conveyed. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's historically been a, a very small, you know, character-wise, word-wise kind of a thing. It's yeah. supposed to be short. Right. See... Like the Twitter DM. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, character limits and all that. I mean, I know now there aren't I 140 know. character limits anymore. You kids get off my lawn. But uh, it's still limited. still very limited. And that contrasted with sitting down over a chicken dinner with someone uh, who I love and know very well and having a serious conversation with them. It's like, holy crap. We just exchanged so much information in five minutes that it was kind of astounding. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I wanted to be the topic for a show. Okay. Well, that is the, um... Well, that is the top of the hierarchy, as we've just established. The the face-to-face, you know, mind meld. Yeah. But that, that can be tough, too. That goes back to audience. You can't mind meld with your students. They don't care. They don't care enough to mind meld well, with you. That's gross. I don't touch yeah. them. Yeah, no, you don't. You can't. You, you know, you'd probably get sued as well. No, I, I mean, there's not enough hand sanitizer in the world. <laughs> I <clears throat> now you were you were also wondering if uh, if we had a, a bandwidth slash density problem here on the show. Yeah, I I've worried about that a few times. I listen to our show. Hmm. I kind of like our show. It's okay. Yeah, but so, sometimes <laughs> I sometimes I worry. You know, Matt and I we get carried away. What do you mean? We get a little too deep in the stack, hmm. a little too close to the metal, hmm. a little way too inside baseball okay. with our inside jokes. 
I don't know. Inside baseball, inside jokes, inside inside. There are the inside squared jokes, but the, the I don't. I mean, there aren't that many, are they? I don't know. I don't know. I think well, like, some was, of them. That's why I worry about it. Oh, okay. Because right. I don't know if there are too many. Mm. You feel like we're always reconstructing the vole. Ah. <laughs> uh. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Hurry up, please, it's time. Fifty nine. Hurry up, please, it's time. You might have to clip that oh, and make oh, it oh, make oh, it the oh, end of the show. Shakespearean <laughs> rag. rag. It's so elegant, <laughs> it's so, so intelligent. intelligent. Why did you get me started on the wasteland? Oh god. <laughs>